who's got some chains that need broken tonight? Anyone still holding on to something? Tonight's the night that we're going to let it go. And we're going to let our God take care of it. Amen? Our God is so good.
Father God, you are the chain breaker. Lord, you're the miracle worker. You are so good. Great are you, Lord. The things you do for us when we don't even deserve it, but you do it because you love us. Lord, you don't need us. You want us. You want us to be a part of your family in Christ. And we thank you for that gift. Come on, let's continue to worship. shout of his praise. Amen.
you're the only God that is alive. You're the only God that makes a difference. You're the only God that transforms lives. You're the only God that lives among us and even within us. So because of that, we come to him. We pour out our heart. Father God, we're crying out to you, asking to move supernaturally in our life. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for living within us, leading and guiding us, convicting us, correcting us, and exalting us. Father God, we humble ourselves before you, asking your continual covering upon us. Father, there's a lot of activities going on. Father, we're so grateful that you have allowed new beginnings to be a church that is not afraid to go into the streets of Albuquerque and bring transformation to people's life. Offer love, hope, and faith, Father God. I pray, Lord God, for an outpouring of your spirit this Friday as we do the food distribution. I pray an outpouring of your spirit over the giving back to the community. We thank you for Pastor Chuck and his leadership and all the volunteers and all the many ministries that are partnering with us to be one church for just one city, serving one God to exalt his holy name. So God, give us good weather. We pray you hold back the rain on Saturday and on Friday. We don't need it raining to scare people away. God, we need people to be able to come out. So give us good weather. Protect everyone, Father, that no harm would come to anyone. Father, we just pray for an out of your spirit on Sunday as we honor and celebrate all of our volunteers to say thank you for them in this outreach of just loving them and the pastors being able to serve our volunteers. Father God, we pray, Father God, for many other things that are happening. The Isotopes family night, we're talking about, Father God, the men's retreat, and I could go on and on. Father God, but most as than anything, we pray for blessing over every individual here and online touch every family touch all those that are sick father god i just pray father god for everyone battling these summer cold and this bronchitis that's going around i pray you touch not only everyone online but god be with my wife and touch and heal her body father god i just pray father god for your love to be demonstrated through our lives that, Father God, we would radiate the love of Christ. And I pray all these things and many more in the powerful, glorious name of Jesus Christ, the risen King, and God's people said, Amen. Praise your name, Lord. 
Praise your name. Sing it out. Sing it out. Sing it out again. And just say and what a joy it is to be in his presence. so good to us, God. Lord, we just thank you for this time. How amazing it is to be standing in your presence. Let our hearts be open to your word to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Please turn your attention towards the screens. who bring good news. The good news is that we are marching for life. The bad news is that since Roe vs. Wade was overturned, abortion clinics are flocking to New Mexico. Be part of the good news and join us for our annual Born to Walk, Walk for Life to help us turn this tide. The funds you raise at the walk will help us in our mission to fight for all life from conception to natural death. Ask your friends, neighbors, and co-workers to support you. Form teams, be a team leader, and compete for first place. The funds you raise will impact generations. Join us on Walk Day, August 27th, for this family-friendly event. Your steps will save and change lives. Church, I want to let you know that Giving Back to the Community Outreach is back on. This is our eighth annual event. It's going to be held at Mesa Verde Park, and that's at the corner of Marquette and Tennessee. It's an amazing event because we start at 10 in the morning to 4 p.m., and we need volunteers because we do outreach. We feed the hungry. We feed all the people that come by. Last year, we had about 2,800 people. We give hamburgers, hot dogs. We do free haircuts. We do outreach. We do giveaways, bicycles, television. I mean, it's an amazing event. All kinds of events for the kids, for the whole family. Car shows. We have low rider car shows. We have 
old time cars. We have motorcycles. We have, we have, we have. And what we need is you. I hope you'll volunteer to be a part of it. I hope you'll come out. That's going to be on August 20th. That's a Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Giving back to the community. Thank you all for so much being a part of everything that's happening. I want to introduce you to Pastor Ray. Pastor Ray is a brother and friend of God's Warehouse. He's walked alongside of Pastor Chuck for a long time. Ray, what are we expecting on Saturday, brother? Man, you're expecting, man, God to move miraculously in the hearts and lives of those who have been praying and seeking the voice of God. Amen? God is so awesome. I'm, I'm here just to quickly before I... Just briefly, all I can say is this. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 18, 19, it says this, man. It says, man, he says, come, let us reason together. And he says, and if you'll reason with me, your sins, man, will be washed. And, man, that's an awesome thing, man, to know that God, man, desires, man, to wash our sins. Amen? And then he goes further to say, you know what? He goes, if you'll be willing and obedient, you'll eat the goodness of the land. I can testify to that, that for 32 and a half years of doing time in prison, God's been so gracious to me. He's been so loving, so merciful, man. I'm out. I'm doing, still doing what God called me to do. And I'm so grateful that through it all, through it all, God's been so faithful to me and my family. And so I thank God for that. Amen. To God be the glory. Praise the Lord. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for sharing your heart. And we just want to really encourage you. Guys, I just want to let you know that giving back to the community is a phenomenal, phenomenal outreach event. I hope that you've signed up to participate. And if you can't work it, show up, even just to go by, have a hamburger or a hot dog. Have fun with the people there. It's a glorious event where the body of Christ comes together here in Albuquerque. Many other ministries partner with us. This isn't about one church. It's about his church working together. So it starts at 10 o'clock this Saturday to 4 o'clock. There's a lot of setup, so please make sure you get there. I want to remind you that if you're going to the isotopes uh, on the uh, Saturday, the 27th of August, you have to have the money in by this Sunday. So this Sunday is your deadline to get your tickets. It's going to be an amazing time. If you've never gone before, man, we have right behind uh, left field, uh, we have a picnic area. We have all the all you could eat, all you want to eat, hamburgers, hot dogs, pulled pork. We have chicken. We have all kinds of really goodies. I mean, it's $35 a person, but very honestly, you uh, really get more than your money's worth. Because if you go to the isotopes and just have a hot dog and a Coke, that's about 30 bucks. So uh, you really get a great deal. Men's retreat, guys, it's not too late to sign up. We have a great group of guys already going, and it's really going to be phenomenal. Uh, we're going to be leaving next Sat uh, Friday. We're going to gather here at the church and pull out of the parking lot at 2 o'clock if you want a caravan with us. And it's just going to be a wonderful time. Don't forget, Friday, we have the uh, distribution, the food distribution. If you've never been a part of it, it's really an exciting time. We have about 12,000 pounds of food that are delivered. We box it up and give it out. And it's really going to be a wonderful, wonderful event. So just want to remind you of that. 
and want to remind you of, of Sunday's event. It's our way to say just thank you to all of you that have given so much of your time to, to the people of this city and to the work of the ministry of New Beginnings. We're going to have an appreciation uh, get-together to kind of close out the, the summer, and we're going to be serving hot dogs. Uh, whichever way, we're going to have chili dogs, chili cheese dogs, no chili, no cheese, mustard, no mustard, on and on and on. It's going to be a great time. Hopefully, you'll come out to that. We want to just say what a joy it is to cry out to God. Amen? Youth, you're dismissed to go. You guys have an awesome time in your Bible study. And thank you for joining us in worship. And thank you for celebrating with us. Youth, continue to encourage your brothers and sisters and uh, friends to come along. It's a great refill from school. For sometimes school could be such a drag because people messing with your head here, we try to fill you up with God's word and God's spirit. Amen? Church, I've been doing a sermon series called Jesus the Storyteller. I'm looking at his parables. I'm not going to cover all of them, but I'm looking at a, a, a number of the parables to see the stories that Jesus told and the significance of them. It was a that'll preach moment. He would talk about something and then he would say, that'll preach. This has a message. Don't miss the message in it. Don't miss what's going on. And today's message, what I want to share, is something that's so important. Haven't you ever met Christians that the minute they come to Christ, they are so fired up, they're on fire, and they're just, man, they're blazing for God. And a month later, a year later, they fizzled out, and they just dried up, and they're all wet, and you're like, what happened? What happened? And some people have a lot of zeal, but they have no wisdom. And they burn out. You're never supposed to burn out. You're supposed to burn up. Offer yourself up to the Lord as a sacrifice, but not burn out where there's nothing left. Because when you burn out, it's because you're constantly running on your own strength. And I want to talk about being fired up. I want to talk about being wired up. I want to talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about doing things for God that are so supernatural. You freak out and you go, I cannot believe that God just finished working through me. I cannot believe that that just took place. Wow, God, you're awesome. And that I got to be a part of it. If you've ever experienced that, it's supernatural. I'm going to be in the book of Matthew. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. And I want to start at verse 1. And it says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like the ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were aroused by the shout, look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the, the, the other ones 
replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to the shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Man, what horrible words. The door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called it back. Believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch. For you do not know the day or hour of my return. Heavenly Father, please, Lord, minister to us. There's people watching online that are desperate and they, they, they found us here online and they're, they're connecting with you right now. And Lord, those of us in here are connecting with you right now. I pray that you speak supernaturally to us. I pray you speak so profoundly that God, we're gonna know in our knower that you are speaking to us. And I pray this in the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Let me tell you something. There's something amazing. There's something powerful. There's something really just needed for us to have that time with God and understand God and know God. In this, you've got to understand that all 10 virgins, all 10 bridesmaids were waiting for the bridegroom. Everyone in this room, everyone watching online is waiting for the Lord. We're waiting and we're anticipating and we're waiting. But five of them were very wise. They had enough to carry them through. They had enough to see them through. They had enough to really be able to be there for them. The other five were just kind of just skating, just enough, just a half-stepping. Enough to get you where you think you need to be, but not enough to keep you where you need to be. Are there anybody like that here tonight? Don't raise your hand. And don't raise the hand of the person next to you. But sometimes that's where we are. We don't even have enough to keep us where we need to be. And then we're going, what are you going to do tonight? Uh, Are you going to go to church? I don't know. I don't don't feel like it. It's not, it's not, I'm not feeling it. Oh my gosh. You're not feeling it. We're looking at your life going, you're, you're needing it. It's not about feeling it. You're needing it. And we've got to understand the first thing I want to say, if we're going to stay fired up, we have to discover what fuels our passion for God. What fuels your passion for God? What is that thing that just turns you on? What is that thing that just sets you ablaze? What is that thing that just makes you hunger and thirst for righteousness? What is that thing that just wants you, that you desire to be in his presence, you desire to be in his word, that out of your crazy life and your crazy schedule, you say, I have to spend time with God. I have to open up his word. I have to be able to read. I have to be able to listen to worship and praise. I have to be able to spend time, my nose in the book and the word of God inside of me. I have to fellowship with people that are gonna lift me up and connect me and be able to help me. Is that where you are? Or do you just kind of go like, well, let's see what happens. And when you do, let's see what happens. Sometimes you bump into people that are going to help you connect to God. And sometimes you're going to bump into people that are going to help you connect to the devil. 
I mean, it's amazing how we say some of the dumbest things and do some of the dumbest things in our lives, and we hook up with some people that are destructive to us. Ay, please pray for me. Hijo, he asked me out again. Ay, but every time I'm with him, I just cave in and I end up having sex. I just cave in and I end up, man, every time I hang out with my dude, man, my bro, every time I just get, I end up getting high. Every time I end up gossiping, I end up falling into sin of just destructive things. Well, then why do you hang out with them? Why do you even go? You even know it ahead of time. You're going like, hey, hey, uh, pray for me because I'm going to hang out with the devil tonight. See how ridiculous that sounds? Yet that's the decision we're doing and the decisions we're making. What is it that fuels you? What is it that sets you ablaze? Connect with that and stay connected to that. In the book of Psalms 119, verse 54 and 55, he says, your decrees, your word, your law, your decrees have been the theme of my songs wherever I have lived. And he goes, I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord. Therefore, I obey your instructions. I re- reflect, I meditate, I look over it, I study it, I, I, I get into it. I really do this because I want to keep living right. I want to obey your instructions. I want to be able to stay right where you want me. Man, there's nothing like reading God's word at night when you're getting ready to go to bed. Because it already trains your mind of what you need to be thinking about. And there's nothing greater than waking up to the word of God and getting into the word to shape your whole day. And then there's nothing like getting the word of God at break time, at lunch time, at the other break time, and just any time you want. Because let me tell you something, God's word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, and you will not be led astray. But you've got to get a hold of that. You've got to believe that. So one of the things we have to do, number one, is we've got to really find the place that helps you connect with God. Find the place that helps you connect with God. Where is that place? Where is that place? Is it at your coffee table? Is it at your dining room table? Is it in your den? Is it in your bedroom? Is it, where is it? Is it here at church? Or is it men's Bible study, women's Bible study? Is it the men's breakfast? Is it the women's alive? Is it, is it, what is it? What totally gets a hold of you and it shapes your mind and you say, man, I love that place. I love being in the house of God. I love being in his presence. I love being at New Beginnings on Wednesdays and Sundays and every time they have an activity because every time I'm with the body of Christ and every time I'm there, boom, something great happens. Find that place. What is that place for you? What is that place that you are so fired up about? Where's that place where you find that connection with God? Second thing you need to do is find the time that helps you connect to God. Find the time. What's the best time for you? Some of you are morning people. Some of you love getting up super, super early. There's some of you that even when you don't have to work, you get up at four in the morning. I don't even know if God's up at four in the morning. Of course he is. But, but it's like, my goodness, you, but you're early birds. And you function amazing at that time. At four in the morning, you're like sharp. At five in the morning, there's no one making noise in the house except you and God. You're talking to him. He's talking to you. Whatever. Some of you are night owls. 
you're up till one, two o'clock in the morning, and man, your 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 juices are flowing, man. You can think so clearly, and God is speaking to you, and you get in His Word, and you study it, and you read it, and you play worship music, and man, you're just alive at that hour. What is that time in your life that you connect with God? Find the place, find the time, and then what you need to do is find the method that helps you connect to God. When I say the method, what is it that you do that really connects you? Do you play certain worship music? When you play that music, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm right there. I'm right there. Everyone's music's different. Some of you like really hardcore contemporary music. Some of you, you like, no, you like Brian Trejo kingdom music. Some of you like a hard rap music. Some of you like just country style worship music. Some of you, some of you, some of you. We all have different tastes. And there's nothing wrong with that. But find the method that works for you. Find, some of you are like, it's King James only. That's only for you. It might be a different version for somebody else. The only time I say stay away from those versions, you never want to read from the Bible of the New World, from the, from the uh, Jehovah Witnesses. That's not a true Bible. They've put a lot of stuff in and they've taken a lot of stuff out. You never want to read from the Book of Mormons. That is not the Word of God. You need to stay in a word that's a true translation. Look, I could read some paraphrase. A paraphrase is where a man or a group of people just kind of figured out that, well, this is kind of what he's saying. But a translation is where they really take the, the, they take the Greek and they take the Hebrew and they literally translate every word and some do it in a different version. So some do King James, some do New King James, some do the New Living Translation, some do uh, uh, Amplified Bible, some do NIV. Uh, you could go on and on and on and on and some say, stay away from that version, stay away from this. What is the one that is connecting for you? What is that word? What Do you read the daily bread? Maybe you read the daily bread devotional. Maybe you read a different devotional. Just what method have you found that is working? And once you find that, stick with it. Discover what fuels you. Discover what really fires you up. Some of you is talking to somebody. Just earlier tonight, someone called me and they said, Pastor, the family's sick. We won't be at church. It was Pastor... Tomas and Renee, and their whole family's sick. My wife's been sick. There's so many people that have this weird virus stuff going around. And Renee goes, man, pray for my husband, pray for my kids. They're all sick. One of their daughters ended up in the hospital with this respiratory stuff. And I said, man, sis, it's always a joy talking to you because you always pour into my life. You always encourage me. Who encourages you? What phone calls do you make do you need? Sometimes there's people that call me and they just go, Pastor, speak into my life. <laughs> I need a prayer. I need a good word. Say something to me. They'll text me or they send me a messenger and they go, speak into my life. 
Why? Because I try to speak hope. I try to speak love. I try to speak encouragement. And God is saying, this is what we need to do. And Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 26, I believe it is, he says, quit using foul and abusive language. Instead, use every word that is edifying, that builds you up and encourage you for the time of need. So we need to speak life. The second thing we need to do is not only discover the fuel that passions us, but we need to be a flame meter reader. Did you get that? A flame meter reader. You need to be able to read your flame and the flame of others. Because I'm telling you, the, the bridesmaids, they knew that, guess what? They get tired. All 10 of them fell asleep. All 10 of them got weary. All 10 of them were exhausted. All 10 of them needed rest. There's nothing wrong with rest. There's nothing wrong with falling asleep if you're getting refueled. There is something wrong about falling asleep when you sleep right through the work of God. And here they were. They were tired. But five of them had enough fuel saying, man, you know what? We don't know how long that's going to take. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what might happen. Look, when I started traveling outside of the country, this minister that was many, many years older than me, he goes, Richard, now that you're out of the country, two things you always take advantage of. If there's a restroom nearby, use it. And if they offer you food, eat it. Because you never know when you're going to eat again, and you never know when there's going to be another restroom. And I go, thank you so much. And that advice has really come in handy. And one other advice, I never ask what I'm eating. I just say, God bless this food. Please, God bless this food. I don't know what they're feeding me. God bless this food. And I'm serious. I've eaten some weird stuff. And they've told me later what it was, but I didn't. And then one of the guys, when we were in Africa, he said, hey, don't eat from that one. And I'm like, thank you very much. I didn't ask him why. I didn't ask, but I figured if he's not even going to eat from it at that potluck, man, no telling what was in there. But man, you've got to really be able to have a, a flame meter reader, be able to read your life, see where you are. We have a gas gauge. It shows you when you're getting low on gas, we need to be able to see our life when our flame is getting low, when our flame is getting dim, where our flame is starting to flicker, when our flame needs to be refueled. But we also need to be able to see that in others. Because let me tell you what happens. There's people that I call vampire Christians. They're the ones that don't want to read on their own. They don't want to pray. They don't want to study. They don't want to spend time with God. They don't want to get into worship. They don't want to do anything, but they hang out with you because you're into the word and you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you turn to God and man, they come to you and they go, oh, I feel so weak. Oh, I need a refill. And they grab a hold of you and they suck every bit of drop of life out of you. And now they're all full, oh, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And you're like, oh, what happened? So have a meter reader. Be able to read their meter, their flame meter, and your flame reader. Know where you are. Because let me tell you something. The Bible says our cup runneth over. And we're supposed to minister out of the overflow. The cup is for me. The cup is for me to take in. The overflow is for you. 
When my cup runneth over, it splashes, it falls all over people around me. But the inside of that cup is for me to keep getting strong, me to keep going, me to keep ministering, me to keep staying fresh, me to stay full with the Lord. Do you have a meter reader in your life? Do you have something that is gauging your life and telling you where you are? We have a fuel meter and sometimes we ignore it. I talked about that a few weeks ago. I asked how many people, the minute it barely gets down to one, barely to three quarter of a tank, it's gone down one quarter, half, by half a tank, you guys fill up right away. Oh my gosh, I got to fill up. Well, you have half a tank. Oh, I, I, I don't like it to go under half a tank. I don't know. And then I talked about those that run out of gas. And I asked how many of you run out of gas before? And it was more than two thirds of the church, including me. What's wrong with us? My car literally tells me the minute it hits a certain area, a light comes on. And then if it goes a little lower, it goes ding, ding, ding. And that's not to sound real pretty. It's to say, hey, tonto, hey, dummy, put fuel in the car. And then after it, if I keep ignoring it, I have a, a car that has a screen on it. And it says, you were low on fuel. Push here if you want to know where the nearest gas stations are. And you know what? I usually know where the nearest gas stations are. I go, I don't need you to tell me where the nearest gas stations are. I got it all together. Well, stupid, go put gas in the car. And that's how we are with our spiritual life. We have a meter reader, and we know we're getting weak. We know we're tired. We know we're not thinking clear. We know we're not fired up and all wired up like we normally are. And the Word of God has been depleted from us, and we haven't spent time with Him. I just, I'm so busy, I don't have time for God. When you're so busy, you don't have time for God. You're in bad shape because you're doing everything on your own. You've got it. Jesus took time off. He, he, every time he poured himself out, he'd go off to pray. Because he knew his meter reader. He knew that. You remember the time that he's walking through the crowd? And he goes, whoa, somebody just touched me. But there was a multitude. I mean, there was a huge number of people. And his disciples are going, somebody touched you. They're going like, duh. Like, who do you think, Lord? Wow, someone touched you? Look at all these people. And he goes, you don't get it, guys. Power left my body right now. Power, I I got a meter reader, and I know that power just left me. I got a meter reader because my flame just flickered. My flame just went down a little bit because the oil I had in me was just drained out of me. He knew what was going on in his life. Do you? In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 6, verse 12 and 13, it says, Meanwhile, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. Each morning, the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offering on it. He will then burn the fat of the peace offering on it. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. He's saying our fire should never go out. Our zeal, our moment, our fuel with God should never go out. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verse 15 and 16, it says right there, but despise Jesus' instructions 
the report of his power spread faster and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. Look at verse 16. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. See, he knew because his power, man, they started telling reports of his power. Like this dude is powerful. He's casting out demons. He's healing people. He's doing things we've never seen before. And he knew that he was spent, so he went out to get refueled. He was not a foolish man. He was a wise man that kept going back to get his oil refueled, to get it refilled. Are you refueling yourself? Do you have that flame meter reader in your life that you can see when your flame is dim, when your flame is flickering, or when your flame has almost gone out? And when it goes out, if it goes out, whatever you do, don't go get a strange fire. In other words, some people, they really lost their passion, and they go, you know what? I'm, 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 I, I left that church because they just weren't feeding me anymore. I wasn't getting on fire anymore. It's because you weren't near the fire, tonto. You were there playing around over there with all the sinful stuff, and you don't know why you went out, and now you want to blame it on somebody else. Instead of getting refueled. Aaron's sons, they fell asleep on the job, and the fire went out, and guess what? They offered a foreign fire. And they tried to mix in something that was unspiritual with something that's spiritual. Some people try to do that sometimes. Oh, I've been listening to this guy who's into uh, transcendental meditation and, and, and he's into yoga where they call on these spirits and, and, and I'm mixing that with the word of God and, and, and you're all messed up. You're introducing false fire. You're introducing things that are destructive to your life. You're introducing things that have no business being there. So have a meter reader to know to detect that is of the Lord, and that which isn't of the Lord. That is which is going to fire you up, and that which is going to drain you. Because if you get drained, you need to get refueled right away. That's why we've been praying for this giving back to the community outreach. Because we're going to be ministering right in the middle of the war zone. And I don't mean the war zone of Albuquerque, even though crazy things are happening in that area. I'm talking out in the streets where the devil is rampant and he's loose and he's taking lives. And we're going to go in there to offer hope and life and offer a new beginning. And that's amazing. And then... Bring to the third thing I want to say, if you really want to stay fired up, is beware of the things that wet your flame. Be aware of the things that wet your flame. What are those things that take you away from spending time with God? Is it entertainment? It might not be anything nasty, but you just love listening to podcast after podcast. People are like addicted to stuff on this now. They stay on their cell phone and they listen to this guy and this person and that person. I'm not saying preaching. I'm saying they listen to this talk and that talk and it's foolishness. And there's nothing wrong with being entertained occasionally. But man, some of you, look, one time they, they, my son introduced me to TikTok. And I like the recipes. 
So I said, I like to cook. And so they send me, you know, my feed has a lot of recipes on it. And all of a sudden, one time I was there looking, and I'm there saving it and emailing it to me or, or texting it to me. Because I don't know how to use it. That They told me, you could say, I don't know. All I know is I was doing it my way. And finally, I'm there scrolling, and it says, you have been scrolling a very long time. You should get up and either go to bed or go do something else. And I was like, wow. Wow, what time is it? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I stayed on this stupid thing an hour. What's wrong with me? Do you see how quickly we could be distracted? Do you see how quickly you could end up following stuff? that? It, look, some people are like, oh, I love watching boxing. I enjoy boxing. Some people are going, oh, I can't be disturbed. I'm watching about this bout with Mike Tyson back in the year 2000. You already know who won. But I'm, I'm, I'm glued to it. You don't even, you're not even aware of the fact that it's wetting your flame. You don't even realize that it's deteriorating the fire that you have. It's affecting your flame. It's affecting your mind. It's affecting the way you're seeing things. You don't even realize how it's pulling you away. Look what it says in Proverbs 13, verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Thank God no one in here has ever gotten in trouble with fools. <laughs> and you're going, you're all right. I wish I heard of that scripture last night. It's like, really, we could do some of the dumbest things. What's wrong with us? How many times have you said, I tonto, 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 dummy, 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 what's wrong with me? And the Holy Spirit says, you just did that yesterday too. It's like, man, we don't get it. We don't get it. We don't realize how it's literally pulling us away from the presence of God. We don't even get it that it's taking us someplace we shouldn't even go, that it's taking us into an area that we shouldn't even be near. Some people want to get as close to the, the unholy fire as they can. Yesterday, at my house, the water authority came by because they had to shut my water off so that a plumber could fix something at my house. And when the water authority came, they turned the pipe and they busted the water meter. So water was every place, man. Now, I was here at church, and I didn't know any of this was going on. And when I take the turn at my house, we have a fire hydrant there, and I live in a cul-de-sac, and I noticed the fire hydrant had all the lids off, and the water was pouring out. And I go, wow, I wonder why they're bleeding the line. And as I look up the road, I see all these cars with their lights flashing and work trucks in front of my house. And I go, wow, I wonder what happened here. Now, Cindy had been home because she's sick, and she never called me to tell me. And I get there, and I go, what's going on? She goes, the water authority busted our meter. I go, oh, my gosh. So we didn't have any water, but they had to cut the water off for the entire cul-de-sac. So all my neighbors are like, they're getting home from work, and their water's not working. So there, guess what? I look out the kitchen window, and there's like about 
eight of my neighbors there hanging out at my house. And I'm going, e, I don't know if it's safe to go out there, man. Orale, Mansfield messed up the whole neighborhood. Now hear me. Sometimes we mess up the whole neighborhood. Sometimes we end up allowing ourselves to be messed with. These guys were professionals and they broke the pipe. And you know what they told me? Thank God you called us to shut the water off because if you would have broke the pipe, it would have been on your bill. But because we broke it, we're going to fix it. And I'm going, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But I'm out there. And everyone was all like, whoa, what are we going to get water? What are... I'm like, can't you see the poor dude's working as fast as he can? And so next thing you know, they finally fixed the, the thing late at night. And I looked out the window, and there's all these barricades flashing lights. I go, what the? Well, they left a bunch of junk all over the place, and they finally picked it up this morning. And I was like, wow. All of that because one guy turned it just a little too far. And then I said, ooh, that'll preach. How many of us have taken something that we're doing that God has already told you, stay away from that, that wets your wood, that wets your wood, that wets your flame. You're not going to be able to stay fired up. Stay away from it. And you just take it a little further and turn it just a little more. And next thing you go, snap, crackle, pop. You're doomed. You're dead. You're all wet. And you have no fire in you. You don't even, you don't even, you start saying dumb things like, oh, does God even love me? Is God even here? Where's God when I need him? Well, he was there saying, stay away from there. But there you are. And he was there saying, okay, don't turn it anymore. But there you go. And you're there doing things you shouldn't do that are wetting your flame and messing you up and taking you down a road that you have no business going on. And you know what? It is messing your life up. So stay away from it. Be aware of those things that wet your wood. Be aware of those things that cause you all of a sudden to start thinking destructive. You start cussing. Oh, every time I hang out with these people, I start cussing like crazy. Oh, man, I hadn't smoked in a long time. And I hang out with them, and I'm smoking cigarettes. Oh, I hadn't, I hadn't smoked pot in a long time. I was so happy. And now, uh, but it's, it's not pot anymore. It's not mota. It's not marijuana. It's cannabis. <laughs> Name it anything you want. It's still a drug. And you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. Well, no, but they have a card. They have a card, but you don't. What are you doing using someone else's prescription? Oh, my gosh. Stay away from things that wet your wood. Stay away from them. Let's move on. Some of you are, okay, Pastor, you made your point. Move on. Because I got to go smoke in the parking lot after church. Lord, help us, help us, help us, help us. I don't have to smoke at all. I just have a brownie. Ay, Lord Jesus. What's wrong with us? I wasn't talking about anyone here. I just know people in this city that do those things. The last thing I want to say, if you really want to stay fired up, if you want to stay wired up, if you want to stay totally connected to God, is be watchful and be prepared. Be watchful and be prepared. Look, 
five virgins fell asleep. Five of the bridesmaids fell asleep without any preparation. They didn't have extra oil. They didn't keep the things going. The other five fell asleep. Why? Because we all get tired and we all need rest and we all fall asleep one time or another. Listen to me. This isn't the falling asleep where God says, can't you stay awake? No, this is just falling asleep because you need to refuel and you need to get wired up and you need to get fired up and you need to do this. And some of you have gone down to the last drop and man, you're like, oh my goodness gracious. Why didn't I go to church tonight? And then some of, of your friends that usually come and they're not here tonight, they're going to call you or you're going to call them. You're going to go, oh, my gosh, you should have been at church tonight. Oh, my gosh, the worship was awesome. E, you should have seen pastor preach a good message. Oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And you're going to be there going, oh, I knew I should have gone to church. Instead, you're in trouble. I wonder how many right now that didn't show up to church might even be getting pulled over for DUI. Like, oh, I should have gone to church. Instead, I went over there with a couple guys after work. We had a few beers. Two beers turned into two hours of beers. And now I have a DUI. Oh, now I'm going to lose my job. Now I'm going to, oh, my gosh. Haven't you heard that story before? I have tons of times. People that call me, Pastor, what am I going to do? Well, first of all, repent and get your life right. Start thinking of your future. Start thinking rightly. Start being watchful and be prepared. In Matthew 25, or 24, rather, verse 43 and 44, it says, Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. If you know, you're going to protect yourself. You also must be ready at all times, verse 44, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. He's saying, don't you get it? He goes, the Lord's going to come back, and you know what? He's going to catch some of you sleeping. He's going to catch some of you off guard. He's going to catch some of you. And what did they do? They came and finally went and got more fuel. And, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm filled up again. I'm filled up again. And they knocked And he says, I don't even know you. See, you went through motions, but you weren't even genuine. You carried a lamp. Some of you walk around all the time with a Bible. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And you open it up, and you're there, but it's upside down. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, oh, God. Because you're not even, you're playing a part. You're trying to look something that you aren't even doing. You don't even know. You're you're one of these, uh, like, go like this. Whatever the Lord says, I'm going to do. Judas hung himself. Oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. So you go like this again. Okay, what do you want me to do? Go and do likewise. Oh my gosh, no Lord. You open it up again. Whatever thou doest, do quickly. Oh my goodness gracious. Quit playing the little games with God. Now, God can speak to you like that. He really can. Sometimes you open up a word and it just jumps out at you. And you're like, oh, how weird. That was just, but you know what? We suppose, we're really supposed to spend time with God, getting filled, getting prepared, getting really close to him and hearing from his spirit, hearing from his word, hearing from his songs and praise, hearing from a teaching, hearing from a Bible study, hearing from a devotional, hearing from going off with God. 
So you wonder sometimes, why am I not fired up? Why am I not where I need to be? Why am I just kind of drifting? Why is my wood soggy? Because you've been hanging out with stuff that you shouldn't be hanging out with. And you really need to say, God, show me those things. Show me those people I need to stay away from. Show me those places I need to run from. Lord, show me, God. Show me, truly, the way that is best for me to connect. Show me the time that is. Show me the method. I really want to get there, and I want to stay there. Don't be drifting. Don't be falling here and there. Stay focused. Because I'm telling you, the day is near. The day is near. People that don't even know the Lord are saying, man, the world's going to come to an end soon, man. They've never seen the craziness they've seen. And those are people that don't even know God. Those of us that do know God know that, you know what? The reason God is delaying, the reason Jesus Christ hasn't come, is because we still haven't done our job to win this city and this world for God. We need to win the loss to Christ. That's why we do outreach events. And it's not just about getting them to say a prayer. Anyone could say a prayer, and they could just say a prayer and go, okay, I'm fine. No, these five virgins, these five bridesmaids had the lamp. They had everything that looked right, but they didn't have what it took to have on the inside to keep them on fire. Some people look the part really well, but they're just faking it. And there's others that are filled up, fired up, fueled up, and ready to go. And they're saying, thank you, God, for the things that you're doing. Thank you, God, for how you're pouring yourself into me and how you're allowing me to pour myself out. Because when I pour myself out, I'm seeing people be transformed. And the very first one is us. I'm telling you, I've been doing this for over 40 years. 40 years of pastoring, but two years before that when I got saved. And I'm telling you, listen to me. I have to stay in the presence of God. I have to get refueled because let me tell you something. Not because people drain me, but because I pour myself out and I have to make sure I stay full. Are you staying full? Are you positioning yourself to get filled up? And right now, God is really convicting some of you. Right now, God is really speaking to some of you. And some of you are saying, man, I'm half-stepping it. I'm playing the part. I'm not even the real McCoy. Some of you are saying, I've never even accepted Jesus Christ. I've never really prayed to receive him as my Savior and my Lord. And if you've never done that and you want to do that, raise your hand and say, Pastor, I really want to give my life to the Lord. Anyone here tonight? Anyone here that hasn't done that and wants to? just want to make sure. Yeah. What a joy. What a joy. What a joy. Any, anyone else? Man, well, if you raised your hand, would you stand so we could pray for you and with you? This is a great moment. This is an amazing moment. Would you pray with us? Just say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, today I realize how desperately I need you. I want to renew my faith. I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. And from this day forward, 
I will live for you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look, we got a Bible for you. Come on up, sis. Come on up. I got a Bible and some things we want to give you. Pastor Chuck, would you go and pray with her and encourage her? And Michael, would you get a Bible for her? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. I am so incredibly happy for you. Praise God, this is a great moment for you, mijita, my young lady. Go with Pastor Chuck. He's going to give you a Bible and some material. Maybe you need a refueling. Maybe you need to be filled up. Some people told me, Pastor, isn't it kind of weird going by the old church and now it's a gas station? And I said, not really. We were always a gas station. We were a fueling station. We were filling people up with the Holy Spirit, filling them up with the Lord. And now it's a gas station where they're fueling cars. But let me tell you something. We moved into a place that used to be a nightclub and now it's a light club and we are dancing in the presence of God. So if you need to get fired up again, if you feel like, Pastor, I've been carrying so much, I'm like overwhelmed. Pastor, I just, God, Pastor, I need rest. Well, don't say it to me, say it to God. God, I need rest. I need peace of mind. God, I love my husband. I love my wife so much, but they're driving me crazy. God, my children are amazing, but God, they're making bad decisions, Lord, please. Father, I, my job is horrible. I love my job, but I hate some of the people there. They drag me down, God, guide me, help me stay strong. I don't know what you're facing. You might be at school and going, it's overwhelming. It's really disappointing. It really drags me down. So today, if you want to just get refueled or you want to come and stand in the gap for somebody and you want to kneel before the Lord for someone you love, would you make your way up right now? Would you pray for them or pray for yourself? Would you come and say, I have to reach my loved ones. I can't let them die without Jesus. I need to stand there for them. I need to believe that God's going to set them free. I'm going to believe that God's going to do something great. And if you're one of our prayer warriors, get up here and start praying with people. Start ministering to people. Start letting them know how real God is and how you're going to minister and pour out to them. Would you sing this song as a song of victory, but a song of prayer and believe that God wants to do something? Would you just ask God to help you? Would you ask God to minister to you? Would you ask God to just fill you?
pray that we just take your words that you have spoken to us tonight. Lord, and that we take it home and we put it into action, we put it into practice. We surrender our hearts to you, Lord. And we're going to start over with you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, you are dismissed. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to sign up for God's Warehouse. I said, don't forget. God bless you.